So, Mags, are you still in Poland? Yes, yes, just for a couple more days before we move to London on Friday. There's been a lot of changes. Yeah, it's been, this year has been madness. It's been exciting, though. Yeah, yeah, super exciting. I'm very excited about the next chapter and seeing what happens in London. Yeah, maybe some London birds in the future. Definitely some London birds. But I feel like this week's Bird Talks is very relevant to like our changing lives and living in different countries because Pat, um, who you interviewed as an Indian woman who's been living in Poland for many, many years, and she has some really interesting conversations with you about raising her children in a culture that's different to their heritage and what it's like you're following your husband to work in a completely new country and she hated it when she first lived there and but she's still there and loves it now totally i mean pat's a really interesting one there's a lot of things in her life that i think that do go against the norm so when somebody's doing that you it's very interesting and it's exciting it's like oh my god how did you do that why did you do that so like you said she's indian and she now lives in Krakow, has lived there for 11 years. So Poland is changing a lot. It's becoming a lot more multicultural. Um, but, you know, coming from places like the States and Australia, we're very much used to, you know, a lot of diversity. But here in Poland, you still don't see that much of it, although I'm seeing a lot more of it. So to, to talk to somebody who is Indian and living in a very, you know, white society like Poland was super interesting so it was really cool to hear her thoughts um, about it her experiences it, it was just funny that she said she never even heard of Poland until her her husband like got the job here which is hilarious she was saying people were saying that we're polar bears are which yeah. I thought was hysterical exactly and then to think her daughter was six when they arrived so she's now almost 17 so she she's basically Polish she, she grew up here she speaks Polish so that's really interesting and it's interesting how people perceive her as you know oh she's Indian because she's looks Indian her family is Indian but she really she grew up here so what she's dealt with with that as well is is really cool to hear and then the other thing that was really interesting was that you know Pat had a very successful career she was in IT in India she was um you know, very well educated, very high up in her company, and then made the decision to basically be a stay at home mom when their daughter came around, or just before the daughter came around. Um, and, and just hearing her transition from, you know, this fast paced kind of career driven mindset to being at home with her children and how she dealt with colleagues who she could see was like moving up the ranks and, you know, her own transition into like, what does life mean for me? And what do I want out of it? Uh, so yeah, it was super, super interesting, interesting hearing like all of those things going on. Yeah, I got a lot out of listening to it. I feel like wherever you are in your life, there's a lot of stuff to think about in terms of transitions and change. Um, so it's definitely worth a listen. Yeah, I just want to add to that, that I said this to you before, but this idea of you know, when something changes in your life, you thought you were going down one way and now it's like drastically different. We, you know, you, you do adapt and you kind of make the most of it. And I think it's just a really nice lesson to keep that in mind when things do sort of change and go down a path that you weren't expecting or you had dreams of something else for yourself. You can still 
you can still be very successful and even if it's not what you thought it would be. And be happy. Totally. All right, let's listen to Pat. So we're here in Krakow, Poland, of all places. But you're not from here, you're from India. No, I'm from India. And you, but you've been here for a while. I've lived here for 11 years now in Krakow. Do you feel like we, it's your home now? Yes, for now it's home and we like it. We really like it here. Really? I didn't expect to. <laughs> when I first came, I was ready to go back. But now it's, we just, we really like the city. We like the people. Do you remember um, your first week here? Oh, the first few months, I'll tell you, were like really hard because we came here in, I think, 2005 or six, which was one of the hardest winters. And we came in August. And after that, it was like dark and gloomy, no sun for days. And I didn't know anybody. And most people didn't speak English. Now it's better. But at that time, it was like even to go buy bread was like, I couldn't get across that I want bread, oh so it was that bad, and uh, it was really, really difficult. But um, I met very nice ladies. They are the ones who actually sort of brought me out of it, showed me things. It was, uh, I'm a part of this IVAC, the International Women's Association. It was them, and my children joined the British International School here. So the moms of the British International School, I'm so grateful to them and I made some great friends and and there's a really nice expat community here. Wow, that's Which is what sort of convinced me. It was so bad that I actually uh, called up the school back in India, my son's school, and uh, they start in India, the session starts in April. So I told my husband, I'm giving it till March, otherwise I'm going back with the kids, you can work here. Because we came here because of his work. Wow, so, so you were, you were preparing to go back. To, yeah, and, but then I slowly met people, I got to know the place, and uh, Krakow was beautiful. And, uh, and so what about when you, were, when you got the news that you're moving to Poland? How did you process that? Oh, that was, that was like Poland, where, like, especially in India, people go, Poland, polar bears, <laughs> what? We had no idea about Poland, we didn't know what it was like, we didn't know what to expect, and you always, you know, whatever you've read in history, like it's behind the Iron Curtain, something, we don't know what it was, but we wanted to come because um, my husband works for a steel company and he was posted in Romania earlier, where I did not join him because it was a small steel town, so the, there were no good schools. So Sanjay came here first, checked out that there were international schools, and we had been he had been away from the family for almost two years, so we wanted to stay together again. So we said, okay, we just come here. And once I came here, I liked the city instantly. It was nice, mm. beautiful city, but the language was what was difficult. The now it's home, I mean. But language-wise, like. Language-wise, um, a lot of people, I did try to learn Polish. I can understand quite a bit, but I don't speak much, and now, People want to speak English, so I just say I'm giving people practice in English. And speak English, so, that's, <laughs> so it all worked out for you. It's all worked you out. You just had to wait it I out. I had to wait. Uh, the first few months, I'd say, were difficult, but after that, I just got busy with. Um, yeah, I did. A, I like doing stuff, so even though I'm not 
you know, officially working now anymore. I managed to keep myself busy. I joined the school PTA, the school board, help with the school. If they have a musical, I do the production management there. Hmm. Then now I'm part of IWAC. Right, you're the, the president of IWAC. Congratulations. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's exciting. So it's, 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 a lovely, it's a lovely way to meet, you know, people and different people who you would, I would not meet normally. Yeah, that I feel is my greatest gain is making friends from all over. Yeah, that's and amazing. That's, was this your first time living outside of India? It was my first time living outside of wow. India. And I was actually working for 10 years. I'm a master's in computer applications. So I worked for 10 years in India, in the tech companies in India as a software uh, analyst first and then project management. Wow. So I quit after 11 years of working because it not to come here, but while I was in India, I quit because my son at the time was seven and both of us, my husband was in a high power job. Then, you know, with as you go up the corporate ladder, like my last job was as vice president of one of the banks, ICIC Bank, there in their IT department. Right. And in a corporate ladder, as you're going up, you can't say I have a small child at home, I need to go, especially in software. I had, you know, the deadlines to meet and also it was becoming really difficult to yeah. manage both and then I just... Was it an easy decision it to come out of it? Not at all. <laughs> you know, when you have a career, okay, I knew I, it was getting difficult, but I still maybe wouldn't have given up. But there was one incident, uh, I don't know, it's like, I don't know if it's of any interest, but I can tell you yeah. what made me actually quit as there. I had a trip planned to the US for a 10-day work trip, and my husband had promised he wouldn't travel those 10 days. And my son was six at the time. He was just in school, and the town we lived in Mumbai, where I didn't really have uh, any family. But I had a lady to take care of my a nanny, who was there full-time living with us. And I had spoken to her. She had said it was OK. She would look after him and everything. But I had a flight at night, and in the afternoon, I'd just gone out to the market. I come back and this lady had her bags packed and said, I'm not going to look after your son while you go gallivanting away. I'm like, I'm going on work, but whatever. She just, she just walked out. Wow. I didn't have any option. So my husband actually flew to Delhi where my parents uh, were, flew with my son there, dropped him off and then picked him up again oh 10 days God. later when I came back. But those 10 days were really traumatic for my son and sure. for me because my son loved his grandparents, but, you know, he wasn't prepared for it. It was in the middle of the night, you're just being picked up and dumped somewhere and yeah. saying, just stay. And uh, also this lady had been with him since he was born, so wow. suddenly not to have her as well. He was like sort of an aunt for him. And he was, and then when I came back, and this I'm talking, okay, my daughter is now 16. I had my daughter after I quit work. So 16 years ago in India, we didn't have good... Uh, crash or daycare facilities. Now I believe for working moms, there are a lot of the, the companies take care of. At that time, there wasn't. I did try doing part-time, tried doing online, but I realized I'm not doing justice either to my work or home. So, and it was already sort of building up and this was like the last straw. Sure. So, so I wouldn't say my son sometimes said, you know, you quit for us. I said, no, I didn't quit for you. I quit because it was getting difficult. Even 
as a marriage, it sort of gets difficult when both of us are running and, you know, it sort of becomes like, I'm doing this and why are you not doing that? I'm doing that as much as you outside. Why are you not doing this much at home? And it was just, just wasn't working. So I decided to just spend time at home. Initially, it was very difficult because right. I was used to earning and suddenly you're left, you know, without your own earning. How did but that make you feel? It was, it was like, it was tough, but my husband's really sweet and now sort of I give him pocket money, I handle the <laughs> home finances, so it's yeah. all on me. So he's never made me feel that, you know, that I need to this thing, but obviously initially it was difficult. Yeah. But uh, then I got pregnant with my daughter and I actually enjoyed my pregnancy to the full, had oh, a good time nice. and I think I saw a difference in the way my kids were. This was my, I had my daughter seven years after my son. And uh, I rejoined work when my son was three months. Mm. Uh, so, and uh, with my daughter, I had, I could give her full time. And I saw a difference in their confidence levels as kids. I felt that me being sure. around was uh, helpful. And um, I actually enjoyed being, so it took me a while, a couple of years to, yeah. uh, to sort of get used to not doing and yeah, but now, now I'm happy. I have the time to do what I want. I still do a lot, but I do it on my own terms. And yeah. I do what I want to, and I can be home when I want to. So it's when you, I guess, like when you went into education, like going to college and stuff like that, you had this career in mind. Obviously, you yes. did very well, and. Now you live in Poland and you're, yeah. you're not working, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah you I keep telling my man? husband that it's, you're doing, he's touch wood doing quite well in his career. So I was like, uh, you know, I keep telling him, he says that as well. I won't say he doesn't, that yeah. it's because I quit and I followed you here and we are. Do you see so, that point where you quit and you went home as a huge turning point in just in your own personal growth as well? Yes, I did. I think it was the best thing that could happen for our family. And I think my greatest gain now is both my kids. My son is now 23 and my daughter is going on 17. And they are my best friends. So my oh. son still calls me up every day, even with his girlfriend problems or anything. <laughs> it's oh, like, that's so, nice. so he speaks to me and I think that is because I've been around right. when they were, while they were growing up. So I was there, I had the time, they still, you know, that's... So I'm, I'm fine with giving. I, it was, I won't say it wasn't difficult. And I did cut off from my colleagues, my friends who right. were at work. I sort of stopped contacting them uh, for some years because I felt, you know, I could see they were growing in their career paths and I felt, okay, I'm not doing anything. I'm at home, not doing anything. Right. So it gave, but now, I realize that's the wrong way to think. I'm back in touch with them. Yeah, and, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, Moment of seeing your friends continue in their career path and you like creating a gap between them. So I guess you would have felt like very isolated as well because all of a sudden you're out of this job but then you've also lost those yes, colleagues too. Yes, did, you, yes. did you feel like resentful towards your children at all or? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that because actually it sort of worked out that I had the baby very soon after I quit. So I got busy so you were with busy, that. Yeah. And then we moved cities in India. We moved from where we were living to a different new city. And uh, I again found some very good friends who 
life so just we had, happened. And uh, I started enjoying having the time to do things, which I, earlier it was always like run, 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 and you don't have time to do anything. You come back at night and you're like stressed, stressed, stressed. And the stress used to come out a lot on my son. So it was because whatever I was stressed about, I would get irritated with him. So I saw that I'm less irritated. And even with my husband, it was like more relaxed, more I had wow. time to. So it, it was good. And with my children, no, I never felt because I didn't feel I was doing it for them. I felt more I was doing it for you know, for me and for our marriage as well. And right. to be yeah, it was a life that you weren't enjoying yes. anymore. I wasn't enjoying doing that. Uh, just, you know, just trying to balance all sides. So, you know, okay, being at home, not doing what I was trained to do was difficult initially, but then I never, I never feel that just being a homemaker is that you don't have work. When people ask, what do you do? It's like, what don't I do? I mean, right. really, like, don't, don't say that. It's people who are at home do a lot. And right. that I always uh, felt that way. So it wasn't that I was feeling I was doing anything less, but it was a different type of yeah, yeah. different things. And at the end of the day, you know, it's so important that your family unit yes. is working. Like, yes, you could lose is. your job tomorrow, and then, but if yeah. work's not... Yeah, you know. the queen of home day, nobody's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know my kids and my husband depend on me a lot. I sort of, I am a management. I keep telling my friends here with IVAC as well, I'm a control freak, so I need to... <laughs> know what's happening with everybody, what's going on. Yeah. So what about like looking ahead, even, I don't know, immediate future to more long term? Is there, do you have something in mind where you're like, oh, maybe I do want to go back to work or start a business or there's something that I'm personally w working towards? Yeah, on the IVAC stuff and I always, um, I don't know, I haven't really thought long term, but I do know I, my daughter would be going to college soon. So that will be, again, another change that she won't be at home. But I think now I don't want to go back to a regular job. So I will pick things which I like to do. I love organizing things. I've sort of become like an event manager. So I was talking to a friend, she, you know, like maybe we can do something in event management. Like, but I'm actually happy to just not be obligated to anyone or not be obligated to follow. Uh, I've grown out of that. Yeah. Now I'm just happy to find things as and when they come up and sure. keep myself busy with that. So that's really interesting, actually, because I felt like as you were talking about this, having grown out of that, I was working in an industry, in an advertising industry as a designer and found myself in a place where I was kind of like getting to that leadership role mm -hmm. and the... I, the enjoyment was leaving mm. me and I could see the more responsibilities and stuff, but because I was kind of in this industry that really kind of spirals on that, everyone's like, oh, now I'm at this company, I, I'm moving up to this right, right now. Right. I, and if you're not doing that, you feel really like, oh, well, yeah, I'm not doing a very good job here. But now that I've had this break and realization that, okay, that I'm, I'm sort of done with that career uh -huh. path, that desire, not the de necessarily the desire, but that need. That sort of race, what yeah. you call the rat race. I, like, yeah, I could never like imagine doing out, it yeah, again. A, yeah, same here. I was like, no, I don't want to. I know I don't want to go back. Okay, I enjoyed my work when I did it, and I think I was good at it, but it was like, now, no, I won't. I, and in fact, I found uh, a creative part of me after. Mm. It's like I didn't know because um, I was in computers and software and 
just doing that and projects. You have the and time things. to explore. But now I, I yeah, so, because when the school, they do these uh, high uh, the high school does musicals, the, 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 my daughter's school. And I actually do the creative team coordination. So all the the backdrops, the backstage, the costumes, this thing. Okay, I don't, I more manage it, but it's it's fun to explore yeah. and find out those things and all the yeah. Production. And you put into a new situation that you yeah, kind of have to be right. like. Well. Yeah. And I think whatever I did helps. Like when the first time I did the musical with this friend of mine who's the director, the teacher there who's the director, he was surprised that I could sort of manage to do everything at the backstage and manage to take people. And so I was telling him, you don't know, right, that this was my job, if project management was my job. It may not be a software yeah. project, but it's still a project which I'm managing. He's like, oh, I had no idea. It's <laughs> like, yes, because... That's, so it yeah. does come... It applies to so many it things. It applies to whatever it is. It's a project. I wanted to jump back to when you first arrived or some of those early days. You know, I've been coming to Poland since I was a child, like back and forth, and growing up in a place like Australia that's, you know, very multicultural, mm -hmm. I guess, open, all yeah. that kind of stuff. At times, it was really difficult to be here because you could see, like, I don't know, people's attitudes or culture was just felt very, I don't know, reserved, old school. Yes. You know, yes. did you feel like comfortable when you first came? Were people um, rude to you? No, I haven't been. Maybe I've been lucky. I've heard that, yeah, that, you know, it's like sort of you hear Polish people are not, they want, they're not the friendliest, but I have found them really nice, actually. Mm. Uh, about being a stranger, maybe in the city, it's better, like around town. We, at one point, we lived for a while near Novahuta. There, we could actually see if we went into Carrefour, Kids would be turning around looking at us like, who are these strange creatures who've turned up? And they were like, like big eyes looking, yeah. but nobody was ever rude to us. We've always felt welcome and, uh, you know, like I've actually, when I take my dog for walks, these old Polish gentlemen raise their hats to me, <laughs> they recognize me. So, and uh, we've made some good friends and no, I, I haven't found any sort of any discrimination or okay. anything oh, either. I, I haven't found it. Is there something that stands out to you in terms of something you've learned or a personal growth that you recognize in yourself that you feel happened because of this move to Poland, that had you stayed home, you don't think you would have evolved in this way? Yeah, I actually discovered that people, see, when you are staying in your own country, you're meeting people from your own country, you don't really get to know you always uh, people from other countries. But coming here, I've got to know people from so many different countries and realized that at heart, we are all the same. We want the same things. It doesn't matter which, what's your color, your religion, your race. It's, it's you get to know a person. They, they just want the best for their families. They want the best for their, this thing. And I don't know if I should be saying this, but I have discovered all over the world Everybody has the same opinions about their mother-in-laws, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so true. funny. So, because I thought that was a speciality of India, but no. Oh my God, that's so funny. Everybody thinks the same. So, <laughs> yeah. Are you going to share what that thing <laughs> is, or are we all just expected to Yeah, know? anybody who has a mother-in-law knows <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> unifying, unifying thoughts about mother-in-laws. That's so <laughs> funny. Right. 
everybody. So, but uh, yeah, that's that has. I don't know. You're sort of hesitant when you're in your country. If you meet somebody from another country, you sort of think, what will they think of me, or what are they thinking, and how are they? But living here now, for me, it doesn't matter where they come from. I just look at the person. Yes, yeah. it's that's that has been a growth for me that uh, I don't really care anymore. I've had that experience too, especially traveling where. Yeah, it's, it's a, anything that's unfamiliar, right? It's, mm. it's scary, but then as soon as you get to know somebody, it's just like, oh, this, you, you, they look different, you know? Yes. You're like, oh, yes. wow, and that happens. And it is, it is interesting, that those basic needs that are just common throughout everybody. Mm -hmm. And if we take the time to sit and have a conversation, it really kind of makes you feel the same. Yes, yes, that's what I have gained, actually, by coming here. Do you see yourself staying in Poland? I think so, because see, my children have sort of grown up this side of the world. Mm -hmm. So my son is now in the UK. He went there to study at university and he stayed back. He's working there now. So I think he sort of more or less made a life. His life is there now. He's not going to go back. My daughter has been in Poland and grown up uh, studying at the British school since she was five. So wow. for her, okay, we do go on holidays to India every year. But for now, yeah, the children will be the sight of the world. And I really don't know in later years whether we will go back after Sanjay retires. I don't know. But uh, You're open. for now, we are happy to be here. And it's, it's, we are open to even staying on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, Does your daughter speak Polish? Yes, she learned Polish in school. My son speaks Polish. My daughter speaks wow. Polish. She actually gave her GCSEs in Polish. No way. So, wow, yeah. that's amazing. So they speak fluent uh, Polish. Yeah. Does she feel Polish or does your son feel Polish? No, he no. doesn't feel Polish, but I don't know what he feels, but I think he feels more Polish than Indian. <laughs> it's yeah. like... He's, I think they have learned to take the best of both worlds and they just do as they think. But just to tell you a funny incident, when he went to university, the first time he was coming home, it was after three months, he's coming home. So I'm all like, oh, so what do you want to, me to cook? And you must be missing home food. He's like, no, mom, you can cook. But, you know, the first meal, I need to go and have some good pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> there are no good pierogies here. I need to have pierogies. Yeah. It's like, okay, you've grown pro Polish. <laughs> so, that's so funny. So that's, that's the thing. So they sort of, I don't know how they see themselves. Mm -hmm. No idea. They, they do identify as Indians, but... Like, for my daughter, English is her first language. Okay, we do speak our language, Bengali, at home, but it's a mix. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't speak fully, and both my husband and me, even in India, we've grown up uh, studying in English medium schools. So our I see. Uh, this thing of um, studying was English. So we are comfortable with that, mm -hmm. and... Our language, Bengali, we do speak it, and I taught my children to speak. They understand and they speak some. They do speak because to speak to grandparents, I, right. especially for that, I said, you need to know the language, but they don't really read or write it. I don't know. I think, like, for my daughter, for her, Christmas is more real than any of the Indian festivals. Wow. So we do celebrate Christmas at home. We have made our own little traditions. Yeah, that's and so interesting. We do that at home. Yeah. It's interesting talking to you in terms of generations. So I've spoken to a few women who, you know, are say in their thirties, mm. uh, who are like first 
first generation American, so parents would have been older, um, coming from India, mm. and and quite often it was common that that Indian culture was very much enforced on them, even though they were yes. born in the States, trying yes. to... I have actually seen that happening yeah. here with other families, but I don't know, it was maybe the way I was brought up. We were not brought up very, very traditional, you know, doing the pujas, the prayer service and all. We, we weren't brought up like that. Mm -hmm. I myself studied in a convent, so... and. My parents were always quite open and I, I don't know, I, I do want them to know and be proud of being Indians and I do try to tell them and they know that, and my, for my son it was easier because he did, he came here only in secondary school so he did his primary in India yeah. so he got that. But I've never sort of enforced, which I have seen people, which I think is very unfair to the children because you want them to be in the country you're in, you want them to fit in outside, but then at home you want them to come back and be, it's sort of they're leading, I feel they're leading dual lives, which That's sort of never, the impression I get, yeah, for the yeah, way people yeah. are describing it, they were sort of like, you, you've yeah, come to this country to, yes. for our benefit almost, but you're not allowing us to. Exactly, yeah. it's like, then you're not allowing them, no, this is not done in India, but you're not in India. I mean, right. it's like, oh, this is not done. Why are you going out? Why are you having an evening out? Why do you have a boyfriend? Or why do you, excuse me, that's, that's yeah. what it is. It's like, you need to, yes, value your, uh, you know, the good things about your country, about your culture. But that doesn't mean that, I think, yeah, your environment is totally different from where you're living. Like, for example, my sister's daughter is around the same, is not around, almost one month difference. They're the same age. So my sister was asking me, I don't know how you can allow her to go out at night because she goes out with her friends, come back. You know, I have a curfew this time, you have to be back, but she's out till 11, takes public transport, whatever, mm -hmm. comes back. And she's like, I can't imagine. I said, but then you are living in a different city. In India, I would not let my daughter go out late night alone. I would be, you know, it depends on where you are and what you're doing. I said, because I know Krakow, I know the people, so it's... I don't know. I've always brought my kids up to be whatever you are outside, be comfortable at home. And I said, I don't want them to have that sort of... Sometimes I feel maybe I didn't teach my daughter enough because a lot of times she's lost as to the Indian mm. uh, things. And then I think, ooh, maybe I didn't teach her. But then I think it's okay. She's, yeah. she's found her place, I think. And she's a truly an international kid, I feel. So it's like... Yeah, because it was funny when she was young, younger. My, she would have been uh, about seven, eight, and she comes home from school and goes. And that time, her brother was in IB, doing IB in school. The international she, baccalaureate. The international baccalaureate. And she comes back, and, and in international baccalaureate, there is they have to do CAS, which is creativity activity service. Like there's a part of IB which is called CAS. Mm -hmm. So my daughter comes and says. Mom, I didn't know we had caste in India. Why do we have caste in India? And uh, I thought only, you know, Sanjeet, my brother did it for IB. Why is caste in I said, caste in India? What are you talking about? So, no, why? somebody asked me today, do you still have caste in India? 
And then I realized somebody had asked her, do you have casts? Yeah. You know, and she had no idea what a cast is and what it is. And I was like, okay, I need to sit you down <laughs> and explain yeah. this thing to Watch you. Watch this. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's so the way it is. But uh, yeah, we do have, we still have an Indian community here through my husband's office. There are a lot of Indian families. So we do celebrate uh, the big festivals like Diwali. We, we get together and I try to tell them, my daughter especially, my son knows about it growing up there, but my daughter about what it is about, what the background is. Now mm. that she's older, I try to tell her. But no, I, will, I wouldn't enforce. Uh, I mean, just as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, uh, the idea of culture, right? It, it draw it gives us an identity. You know, I grew up in yeah. Australian culture, Indian yes. culture, and it's it's nice because you sort of feel like you're belonging, but in some cases, like, yeah, if people are moving to a new country and they're enforcing this other culture, it's all, it's like, it's, it's also a made-up thing. Mm. It, it, and you can choose to be a part of it, or you can, you know, like you're doing, I feel, is where you're taking the good parts yeah, of here and this and yeah. that. You know, sometimes I feel maybe I have taught Sanjana less, so she knows less about Indian culture, but because wherever she goes, she will still be identified as an Indian and be expected to know about right. India and India culture. So yeah, now we slowly sort of I try to tell her stories about things, but, but that's I so interesting, really that expectation don't want to do, too. No, because someone's expecting have, based on how she looks. Yeah, and they have this yeah, expectation they will, they will on say, her. oh, you. You are from India, like... Um, or you're not a good Indian because you, you don't you, know. You do, don't, don't know, so... I want to um, wrap up with just two questions. Uh, one is, with this experience going from such two very diverse cultures and moving somewhere new, at a time where you said often people didn't speak a lot of English, so the common language wasn't there, you know, what would you recommend or if advice you would give to somebody kind of going through something similar or or someone given the opportunity to move somewhere that they were scared of, what would you say to them? Just go for it. I mean, it, it doesn't really stop you. And I have seen if you are nice to people, people are nice back to you. So it's just you have to think of if somebody's being sort of even if you feel they are being rude or anti you, there must be a reason for it. So just show them who you are and they accept you. It's, I, I have found that. And I initially, like you said, the language was a barrier, but I nev it never uh, deterred me or made me feel like, you know, even these old Polish ladies in the markets who could not, they would just be laughing and sort of we would be doing it with gestures. Like, I want this and I want it to weigh this much. Even when my father came, he went to the local market and came back with a lot of vegetables and, oh, you never go to these? Because I used to go to Tesco because it was easier. <laughs> so you get fresh vegetables here. I said, but how did you manage with, uh, you know, talking and the money and the change? I just showed them the money. They gave me the change. I got it. It was okay. <laughs> I showed them this and they gave, so it's... It can work, so it's it's not to be scared and to just go. I mean, I think you, you can't go wrong with being nice it, anyway. It's so, last question, what, what are you doing after this? What am I doing after like this? Like right after this? Oh, right after this? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right after this, I'm going to watch a school play uh, in my daughter's school. They are putting up, uh, their primary school is putting up uh, Midsummer's Night Dream. 
So the Shakespeare plays, so oh, I'm wow. going to go support them, even though my daughter isn't taking part in that. I think the kids have worked hard, so I want to go support them and watch it. That yes. sounds fun. It's All right, we'll have a great time. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Thank you very much.